Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 25. As our guest said, a quarter of the world of season two, of season two of the world of presentations podcast brought to you by us at 356 Labs. Today, obviously my name is Boris. For those of you who are listening to this one, you know that, but you may also know our guest. This is the first guest. This is the first guest. Let me just say that out loud, uh, Verine. Uh, this is the first guest that is a repeating guest. Okay, so you are the first guest that is visiting this podcast, if we can say it this way, for a second time. Verine, welcome back. I mean, welcome back. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I am pleased and I'm very honored to hear that. I didn't know I am the only one that is a repeating guest. I absolutely love what you're doing and I'm very honored to be here on the podcast again. Yeah, uh, by the way, it is struck me that you're the first repeating, but yeah, that's why I didn't say it and mention it to you before we started the recording but yeah feel privileged feel uh blessed if you want i don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> something like this so we have a i would say not a very long history with you together with you but we have some uh, history together obviously very much related to eating incredible food uh but Let's not get in there, as you said, uh, before we hit the record button, because it can get very, very problematic uh, for many, many reasons. Uh, let's, for those of the people that, for those of the listeners that haven't heard still the first episode where you visited us and you talked about presentations and all of those stuff, let us know just a little bit of intro, like very short background yet again for second time. Absolutely. Well, my name is Verinea, as you already introduced me, and I am the founder of a really cool agency called Speech Architects, which basically does a really great way in helping people to deal with their storytelling, deal with their public speaking, and encourage people that are really brilliant and have fantastic stories to tell to come and be more confident, either it's a crowd of one or a crowd of a hundred, to deliver their message with impact and lasting memories. So we work with anyone from startup founders to engineers to corporate managers that really have that fantastic message that they need to deliver and they really really need a little bit of a help a little bit of a hand-holding when it comes to deliver that really great story clear so for those of you who still uh, who didn't know about Verinaire, here you have it now uh, <laughs> now obviously you are it's not obvious let's stop here you are going to be one of the speakers at Present to Succeed, which I'm super thankful for that you accepted to join us for a very interesting session. Uh, we don't want to talk about the conference, even though for whoever is listening to this one and still doesn't have a ticket, that's a big mistake, I would say. <laughs> Correct that, fix this, presenttosuccee.com. Now, to be completely honest, we haven't even talk about, talked about this podcast episode. You just said that there are, you have done something really cool in regards to storytelling and you threw that idea, hey, let's discuss this on the podcast. So we decided to do that. And maybe by saying that we should start the discussion in regards to what have you done that's related to storytelling? What's happening? Absolutely. Well, 
first of all, I wanted to tell you that I'm absolutely stoked for the event that is coming in April. You guys are pulling a major, major event. And I can yep. imagine how, you know, what an effort that is. But in the same time, what a great service to really give people the ropes, the techniques, the strategies that they need to really present to succeed. So I'm very, very stoked to be one of the speakers. So thank you for thinking of me and including absolutely. me. Um, and when it comes to this subject that you mentioned, indeed, I had a really great experience. As mentioned before, I work quite a lot with storytelling. However, we work in a very long format, so to speak. Mm. And as far as it goes to storytelling, a lot of people feel intimidated because they feel that, okay, if it comes to storytelling, either for my brand or for myself, I really need to think of this very elaborate storytelling format. And that's fine because we teach that. However, it, it happens something really cool with everyone staying at home or spending a lot of time on their mobile phones. Yep. There was a really cool trend emerging and especially on one of the unusual platforms, TikTok, which means that yeah. it started with this very fun, you know, sort of people dancing on it and just for teenagers platform. Later on, emerging into some of the great experts take from nuclear energy to finances to anything that comes to your mind being present on the platform. So either is Washington Post, a very well-respected publication to World Health Organization, mm. to, uh, as I mentioned, to scientists that are coming on the platform to explain very, very complex terminology in 60 seconds or less. Okay. Are you on the, are you on TikTok? Okay. So I am not on TikTok I'm also as, not. as, as uh, putting content. However, I am following a, a fantastic lineup of experts in various fields. So when people are telling me that isn't TikTok just for dancing and funny videos, the algorithm is so insanely clever that once you start to engage with the content that you like, it mm. starts to feed you only the topics that you are interested in. Yeah, and that's, that's mind-blowing because whereas you're on, on Instagram, it will mo you'll mostly follow what you're interested in. But TikTok has one more added value, which it starts to think, what else would you be interested in? And there, there has been some topics that I never even thought of that came into my feed and blew my mind. Okay. That, that's why. So when it came to this, um, I had a, a, a client not long ago, a few months ago, that uh, wanted to engage in a... Uh, storytelling workshop, but he was mentioned that, you know, I mean, it's too much to, to say that you want to sit down someone and tell them in 20 minutes your storytelling. And then yep. with all this coming on, uh, we realized that we are competing not only against those that are directly our competitors, and it was an acquisition uh, group, which is, you know, like they do acquisitions for some fail, fail business or businesses that are out of, um, um, that cannot succeed and are closing down, they purchase them. And they were thinking, this is not how we can actually tell our story in a very, very short, captivating and engaging way. Can you okay. help us? Because we know about all this hero's journey that everyone know of Joseph Campbell, you know, like uh, this mm. whole wheel, you know, of a, um, um, one of the heroes that he encounters, you know, like a, a problem or a massive challenge. Then he has somebody that is, you know, is a wise man advising, then he finds a solution, all that is fine and dandy. How do we do that in a one-liner? Because okay. 
as I mentioned, we have all this massive competition and they even mentioned in passing, we saw this um, really cool. It was like uh, in the, um, uh, I think Andrew Yang, uh, he explained his idea of universal income, like this basic universal income in 60 seconds for Washington Post. And it was very interesting because it's a very deep narrative in politics. And yet he was able to explain it in 60 seconds or less. And I told mm. them, how about we work on the storytelling from this perspective of how do you tell it in very, very short time, yet you don't sacrifice the essence of what your company does. And they loved it. And they said, let's do it. So that's how sort of this, this idea came in. And when you mentioned storytelling, I, I jumped at this idea and I suggested, how about we talk how I did it and share with the listeners how they also can do it. And perhaps this is something that can help them, especially in this very short span time economy we are living right now. So that's the idea. Wow. Okay. So everything started on TikTok. Yep. That is I, I like I like to say TikTok, but oh. I know it's <laughs> I, I know it's not the case, but I always say even during training, so even when we communicate with people, oh you're on TikTok? That sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> I really know uh, like I know a little bit about the platform. We were testing with the platform, it's just that uh, and I'm sure that you can find so much great stuff in there already. Uh, it exploded, right? I mean, this platform exploded completely. No one expected that. And then all of those deals with the US government and Oracle and all of those guys there. Anyway, so let's talk about the storytelling part. Forget about yeah. TikTok. Obviously, there that is the start. Yeah. So what I wanted to, to talk today would be yeah. two, two major things. One let's would go. be about your personal story, how you can nail though that idea and why is that important to be able to tell your story in a very short, concise way on a personal level. Okay. And the, of course, the brand or the company story. Okay. Which one would you like to start with? I mean, people are individuals. So I believe the listeners are first of all individuals, I think. So let's start from the personal one. Yeah, very good. So one idea is that in order for people to remember you, or people to, to really have a great impression of you. Um, it is not about you telling them that uh, you um, are hardworking, for instance, or you mm. have these characters, or like basically your, your life story, because nobody, one, has time, and second, people are selfish at the end of the day. So one of the ways, of course, to, to be memorable, um, it's one, to come up with a story that actually tells those things for you. This is also something that uh, comes from copywriting when it's um, an element that is called show, don't tell, meaning yep. don't tell someone that you are hardworking, for instance, or that you are bold or that or you are brave or you are creative, you know? You're a genius. Exactly. <laughs> show, show them. And in, in, in copywriting, that's something that you show them through an example. And in personal storytelling, there is a really cool exercise that summarizes this is then when you think of yourself, you need to think of yourself as, okay, Boris is blank, 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 and is not blank. So you take, you pick three characteristics, and then you think of three stories that will illustrate that. And then mm. they test to show if you are able to do that is to just tell somebody that didn't meet you or didn't know that about you and tell that sh short story and see, do they live with the impression that you have that characteristic? Let's say you are creative. Mm or you are bold, can you explain and think of a short story from your personal or professional experience that shows this quality? 
because a lot of times when, for instance, um, when it comes to personal storytelling, when we go to an interview, let's say, or when you go to a, a VC to tell them about your start startup, it does come a time when you need to talk about yourself. So rather mm -hmm. than saying, you know, that I, I am brave or I like to take challenges, you know, or I'm a team player, don't say, don't fall into the cliche trap or just enumerating those things about you. Yep. Think of a short form of an example, of a short anecdote from your uh, life, uh, professional or personal, that illustrates that point about you. And that okay. is going to be something that is going to help somebody even be able to memorize that about you. So nobody, if, if I tell you that, Boris, I'm very creative. Would yep. you remember this about me? No. But like, let's say a, a year from now, right? But if I'm telling you like this story about me um, and how I was able to turn something around that was not even, you know, like possible and I use my creativity to do, to do that, that story is going to help you remember about that quality of mine. And yep. that's when it comes to storytelling, that's what it is. Even our, you know, our meeting, you know, is like both foodies, you know, and that's that story is going to be tied up to to the way we uh, we met each other. And that is, I know you you being a foodie and somebody who loves great taste, great food, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, like I you mean. you you know. So that that's one of one of the one of the things. So let's think about you tell me one thing that you would like people to know about you like one of one quality or one trait of character that you would like people to to think when they think of bodies that's what they think uh, um, being a quality of your trait character i'll let you know one just just to relate to something that you are saying because there are so many connection points i just need to mention that um a few episodes ago forian um i believe he's family name is Muesk. Um, he is an author of multiple books on public speaking. He is going to be one of the speakers in the storytelling track, all of those things. And his session name is very, uh, how can I say it, compelling? Yeah. <laughs> I split it this way. Yeah. It differentiates easily from everyone else's. Uh, but he actually did this. Uh, he, we were talking about storytelling and building the story of the talk, and he said something that sounds very close to what you are saying in regards to don't be generic, be specific. Mm. Right? And he said that he is sick of hearing, hey, I'm creative, I'm great, I'm this, I'm that, or in regards to the companies that he works with, saying, hey, we are creative here, we are great, we care about the customers, all of those cliche, if you wish, things. Yeah. And he always advises them, hey, be specific be specific like give us a specific example right and this, is, this is exactly as you say like give us a specific like tell us a story when you were you show that you care about your customers right yeah that will illustrate the point plus it's unique which makes it memorable right he was yeah. constant and he actually took an onion right this yeah, yeah and he said that onions has layers right Mm -hmm. And he used that to kind of compare it with how specific you have, you can be just go deeper and deeper in the same way that you work with the onion and you kind of cut the onion on the layers, just go deeper and deeper, be specific and more specific and then even more specific. Anyway, just wanted to mention that because when you hear somebody and especially from, from the listener's perspective, I just want everyone who is listening to this one or who also heard Florian's episode to kind of think about if someone or if two people that I believe that you don't know Florian, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, so for the 
so um, you will meet him. He's a great guy. Uh, but <laughs> but um, when two people that the only thing they do is work with people, other people, other organizations to become better presenter, presenters, and both of them do that on a world-class level, and both of them say the same or kind of very similar things, you have to question yourself and say, maybe there is something right in here. Maybe there is something in here that I need to think about, right? Like I really need to think about. So back to your, uh, back to your question on, on a quality or how did, how did you? Yeah, a quality or a trait of character, personal or professional. Uh, personal or professional. Uh, I think that, I think that what made us successful is that we are, and I am as the person who kind of leads this, if you wish, um, very empathetic with the customers, extremely yeah. empathetic with our customers, which That's everyone will say, by the way, okay. right? Great, yeah. And coming to that um, empathetic, right? So this is something, it, the difference between you saying that you are empathetic and mm. the client or somebody who met you into saying that would be one is when you say, and as um, given the example that you have those stories to, to base that on, but it's your personal conclusion, but it's more powerful when the listener comes to that conclusion by himself, not yeah. you telling him, but he coming to that conclusion by himself. Yeah. So what would you say, pick one, one short example that you, you may recall from one of the uh, probably hundreds of cases that you've had encounters with your clients that can illustrate that point of you being empathetic. Would you be able to, to recall an example like that? I, I have a lot of those. The, the question is that I may not be completely, because people will say, and I'll give you an example. I have, I think, the perfect story for that one. But I just want to mention that when you say this and when you people do an exercise like this, which sounds like great exercise to do for everyone like and for no matter which role you are in which industry you work uh, in etc it may seem like a very easy question it may seem like you will figure it out very quickly and you have the finalized story and version and how it sounds for five minutes but it's not going to be the case every single time right i'm so it glad you said this because a lot of people don't don't know this or they may not realize but when it seems that somebody gives an answer of the cuff like um sort of looks like on the spot it's actually in order for it to be powerful it's what exactly what you said you need to really think about it so when it comes the opportunity for you to share that it looks like you just went into your pocket and presented this example or story However, you do need to think about it quite very carefully and considerably to mm. come up with this perfect story, exactly what you said. It, it's yeah. not that easy. And I'm very glad you said it because while it may look easy as when somebody shares it, that's what a pro would do, would make it look easy. And like, just like they randomly pick an example, but that's exactly a very deep personal exercise. Yeah. So to go back to, I just wanted to mention that because I always believe, like I see it every single day that people just think that when they see, I we recently even got feedback that somebody, uh, one of our potential customers thought that, listen to that one, thought that the slides that Steve Jobs used were mm -hmm. not that big of a deal. Ooh, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you sure? Like, why do you think so? And he was like, oh, they were nothing special. I'm like, Mm, you think so? Like, really? Did Were they really not something special? Or were they just so well done 
they seemed and they worked like they were seamless. Love it. Right? Hmm, interesting. In, by the way, I have to mention, and I'll go to the story then, Florian, because we recorded the episode with Florian yesterday, by the way. So it's today is the 2nd of December that we are recording. And yesterday on the first one, the 1st of December, we recorded with Florian. And Florian is not involved in slides, in design, etc. But sometimes he's being asked by his customers what he thinks about their slides, right? Yeah. And so yesterday we were talking with him and he said, hey, you know, and I, I just, you know, when somebody is about to tell you something, it's going to be <laughs> very, very cool. And because I was on a camera with him during the podcast, he was like, you know what I do when people and when our customers and when my customers kind of get me angry in regards to slide design, and you can just feel the energy just ramping up that he's about to say something crazy cool. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you do? And he was like, I always ask them. And that's more or less his kind of voice and how he presents. I always ask them when they show me a slide and when they ask me for an opinion, I always ask them, would, would Steve Jobs approve that? Oh, that is brilliant. I was like, oh my God, that is such a brilliant question. And I, I was just, mesm- you know, like people, probably somebody who is going to listen to this one will be these guys, this boat, like very numbers are completely crazy. Why are they so passionate about? Yes, we are. So stay with us. Would Steve Jobs approve it? Right? Think about that. Just let that sink. What a question, right? What a question. And I said to him, hey, I'll quote you on that for sure. And I'll all in the same way as he said, I only use that just in very specific cases, just like the top, top, top question that I can ask in a very critical moment, right? And when I heard it, I was like, wow, would Steve Jobs approve it? Damn, that is a question. That's powerful. Yeah, back to the story. So in regards to the empathetic part of things. So uh, let's see. So a year and a half ago, we had this case with one of our customers who is a bank, which are a bank, very big bank. Yeah. And they had to deliver a presentation and the presentation was very, very critical because the audience for that presentation was the um, owner of the bank. So they wanted to present to him, the C-level executives of the bank wanted to present to him the opportunities to grow the bank because it was not a secret that he was aiming to fire probably more than 50 people in the company and so yeah and so it was very high stakes yeah all of them as c-level executives were like very very worried what's going to happen can we make it because as you can imagine every single time it's in the last moment right it's from the day forward to can we do it tomorrow right it was a very complicated deck with a lot of data a lot of things and so at 8 p.m Bulgarian time back then yeah. we had this call with them and nothing by the way I don't know if you're hearing Zara our dog but yeah. at 8 p.m we had this call with the CEO the CCO the chief commercial officer and everyone in their company and we were showing what we have done up until then and you can just feel it you know you can just feel it it was going wrong like something was not there something was missing the communication was like a mess you know everyone was talking over each other it was a mess and i just felt that these guys are 
like now extremely worried, you know? And I told them, guys, in order, like, if we, if we have to do that, and that's 8 p.m., obviously out of office hours already, I told them, hey, guys, if we have to do this, there is no way to pull this off up until tomorrow morning. We need to get, like, all of us have to be in the same room, you know? All yeah. of us. And so one of them, the CCO who runs the presentation, more or less, he was the owner of the presentation. He said, just let me know where should I come. And we said, come to our office. So he took his bike. He was a, he's a motorbike a maniac. So he, took, he came with his bike, obviously more than a minute, as you can see. That's why we were talking about, is, it, is that simple, etc. So he came to our office. We brought all of our designers. So three designers me and Eva, who is our project manager, five people on our end and him on his end. So he was like very, very worried, very nervous, more or less the first few hours because the presentation was not going to kind of happen. Right. right? And like up until probably 2 or 3 a.m., you can see that a guy who is a C-level, right? Yeah. CEO, chief commercial officer, continues to be super worried about his because his head was on the table also like his head was going to be cut if that presentation was not going to be a success right and then like three or four a.m we started doing a lot of progress we went outside to get food red bulls all of those things for the whole team uh, along the way we were chatting communicating i was just asking hey what's on stake like what do you think about this what do you think about that we were just I was just trying to kind of make him feel comfortable, you know, that we are going to kind of make it like, it's okay. It's fine. Like we are going to make it. And so at around six or 7 AM, we really did make it really did make it. He was kind of stunned. Uh, we were all very energetic because of the Red Bulls. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, we made it and we sent it over. I remember that the presentation was even in, uh, I believe, in four by three proportion because yeah. this Russian oligarch actually uses only an iPad to read his presentations. And when you are on an iPad, the resolution so that you see the presentation in full screen should be four by three proportion. So we did that in four by three so that it's a full screen on his tablet. It's insane stuff. Um, but that's more or less what we have done for him and for the CEO and for the CFO who are also involved. Just trying to get into their shoes and seeing how nervous they are and asking ourselves, hey, how can we help those guys? Like, what does it mean for us to deliver an exquisite service to them and show them that we really are, we really care about what's going to happen with them and we are here to help them. We are not against them. And so we did everything possible, like everything humanly possible on our end to make it happen. Thankfully, it happened. So as you can imagine, after that uh, we every single project that they have comes to us of course but that was quite a quite a journey i would say for the whole team here i love this story and you see even if it can be comprised a little bit for you know for, for um for when you are telling it in other circumstances but i absolutely love this story because when you say this story when you share this story with the customer it's yeah. not anymore even needed for you to say that we care about our customers or we really want our customers to succeed or we are there for our customer 1000 percent it's yeah. no need for you to tell me that because when you share this story as a customer i am my god these guys are not knee deep they are neck deep in this with me i want yeah. these guys on my side and that's why 
a story like this is going to be way more powerful than me reading somewhere on your website or somewhere even on a presentation, hearing yep. that you care about your customers, you Completely care about, agree. you know? So that's why even, so of course, so, so even for this exercise, that's exactly what you said. It's like working on it, reducing its proportion, you know, cutting a little bit of uh, uh, details here and there, but the essence remaining that you prove through this story, one of the most core principles of your business. And that's why this is extremely important to think of this story. So in this exercise that I mentioned, when you think, okay, how do I want my customers to see me on a professional level? So empathetic one being, so other may say, okay, I want them to see me super creative or super bold, you know, with some actions. When you pick a story and exemplify that quality through a story, it is going to be way more powerful and way more memorable. Yep for an audience of one or 100, you know? And I just wanted to um, follow up on an example because a lot of times um, when we say storytelling, a lot of people think that it only can be on a very large scale, let's say company to company. And mm. I just, as you are sharing this story, I remember um, a story for a client of mine that actually she was applying for a company where she, was going, she wanted to join a different VC fund. So it was still high stakes, but it was a story of one, meaning that she was one that wanted to get this, this um, uh, job, so to say. So she was changing uh, positions and she was aiming a little bit higher than at her previous job. So mm. we included an element of storytelling in her email. So we didn't change anything in her CV or cover letter that was okay. a formality, so to speak, but we included the element of storytelling in the email. So okay. when you think about, I mean, as you said, you wish you shared that uh, you're also, you know, in a frenzy of hiring right now. So I'm sure you, you've seen this quite a lot of time. A lot of emails, you know, are this very generic, you know, like, I hope this email finds you well. I'm writing to respond to your job posting for exposition, da -da -da, you know, my name, like this very generic kind of, of things. And then, yep. um, then they go into this very, again, like cliche ways of, uh, I believe my skills from my MBA. Then they mention a few companies names, you know, that VC fund, that VC fund, what I had that position, you know, uh, I think it will make me the perfect fit for your team. I mean, I mm. think we've seen this format 100 times, right? Yep. And this is not going to help you. No matter how brilliant like your CV is, you know, a, an email like that is not going to help you. So I suggested her uh, to mm. include uh, and format her email based on the storytelling format, which means you grab the attention of that person from the beginning, which is how stories work. Like, you grab the attention right away, then you make them interested and invested in it. So, and, and then you unravel the storytelling formula or like uh, loop. And um, the way it was, it was like uh, the name of that person that she was applying for. Thankfully, she, she knew the name. So it was Jason and it was Jason. Thank mm. you for opening this email. You know, it was like right away from, from the, not to mention that the subject line was like, Jason, stop. Read this before you hire anyone for the VC position in your fund, in your mm. open fund, you know? So it was like this very bold, you know, uh, attention grabbing subject line. Then it was like diving right away, like opening unconventional. And it was, you know, something along the lines like um, that um, um, I bet you have hundreds of people for this position, you know, that are super excited. Um, but I am sure that in this striking noisy world, I, uh, you know that I need to do anything to grab your attention because mm. you don't have time for boring, nor do I, you know? So it was like this uh, opening line that was uh, right away and then uh, grabbing the attention. And then she dived into the ideas of, you know, uh, when you talk about the skills, you know, it was very important to have uh, this sales approach because in order to understand 
that specific um, industry for the for the fund, it was important to have the sales skills. So she was. Uh, she started instead of saying I'm very good at sales because I, you know, had previous sales experience or whatnot. She was like, I'm obsessed with anything related to sales. My favorite book is the Challenger Sale. So in this okay. one line, she told more about her sales skills and about her sales obsession as opposed to you know like uh, being. Um, just generic and saying that I'm good at sales and I have been in a sales position from this year to this year at X company, right? Then um, they, as you know, VCs, they get a ton of flow deals and, you know, they have tons of data, you know, and you need to be very efficient in this. And one of the things, the way we framed it was I have a knack for efficiency. I speak fluent Slack and Asana, you know, like these mm. are like, uh, two, two tools, exactly. But yeah. it was, you know, like the way of not saying that I have deep, I have a, a lot of experience in using very well Slack or whatnot. It was like this very pointy, sharp taglines, almost like like a tagline, you know, that grabs your attention. And it was in in um, in that sense something that would grab the attention. And lastly, uh, uh, we said that we read everything. I read everything about. And that it was like the, the VC fund. I cannot say the name because, you know, it's a, sure. <laughs> uh, an NDA, but let's call it, I don't know, the X space, right? I have read every X space uh, company article. Um, and this one in particular got me fired up. And then she sort of that. So not only was she, you know, like um, in, in saying, uh, showing the excitement for this position, but also helping her to stand out through this element of storytelling. So storytelling could be anything from a company to a company, like the example that you gave, you know, and the many other ones, but it can be very seamlessly incorporated yeah. from anything from a cold email to your LinkedIn bio, yeah. where people, a lot of people go the cliche route, whereas you can go the storytelling route where you say, okay, let's say it's a, you know, it's somebody who wanted to, to work again, like in, in VC fund or whatnot. So you say, since I was a child, you know, I had an obsession with this and this, and then I sort of develop or evolved into following my passion and did Y and X. And my dream is to, you know, um, uh, do X and Y, you know. So you basically use a very simplified stripped down storytelling formula in any possibility you can, from a cold email to an introduction that you have at a, you know, at a networking event or in a break room um, Zoom meeting at a conference or even, yeah. you know, like uh, in any other circumstances. So that's why storytelling and that's where um, um, the storytelling on the personal level, it's equally important as to, um, as we, transi we transition now to, to the company storytelling, but really wanted to give a few examples here and there on your personal example. And like on, on this one example that popped up into my mind, how important is to master the storytelling and not seeing it only something that is a very high level to be shared necessarily from a stage to only an audience of hundreds of people. Mm, yeah, completely agree with you. And by the way, I cannot wait for, I cannot wait for, um, I don't know if you know his work, but Kendall Heaven, who is coming to also the conference, uh, he's going to have a full-blown workshop on storytelling and also um, has a session on it. He's looking at storytelling from the research perspective. Like if you don't know his work, his work and his two books, Story Proof and uh, Story Proof and Story Smart, I think is the second one. Uh, if you haven't seen those, they will blow your mind. I mean, they will blow your mind. It is insane stuff. I mean, it is insane. So if you, for everyone who hasn't read like 
hasn't seen those books, I cannot recommend them more. If you are caring about storytelling or if you are like passionate about the topic for one reason or the other. Uh, but yet again, I just want to re-emphasize like coming up with those stories because I believe, Rainer, you can you would agree that everyone has those, right? Yes. Everyone has those, but it takes time to kind of make them seem and make them sound like they're just an integral part of you. Like just if I have to go back and revisit that story, I need to listen to the recording now and stop and write some ideas. How can I cut that up until, let's say, 60 seconds? And everyone can do it, right? Everyone will be able to do it. It's just It just takes time. No, it just takes a, like an effort from our end to make that happen. Because as you said, sometimes it looks like it's just so people make it so easy but it's so much work behind the scenes, right? It's not just, oh, I have this idea, oh, and here is my story, oh, and oh, wow, uh, this is the first time I'm saying it and it's already 50 seconds. So I'm, that never happens. Like, come on, like, <laughs> that never yeah. happens in real yeah. world. I, I am nodding my head as you are saying this because exactly what you said about the slides from Steve Jobs, the more natural mm. and seamless they are, the more the more work goes into it, be it from a visual point of view, an yeah. audio point of view, or any other format. So the more natural and seamless and easy and easy flowing format it is, the more work went into it, the more it was stripped down from it. You know, it, it was probably a 10 pager because before it became a five pager and ended up being a one pager or a half one you know mm, yeah absolutely agree or, um so, like yeah so uh, that's that's why like you know the personal stories are equally important but as uh, at the end of the day we're all you know one way or another in the professional world so i think it's very important to help everyone also dive into the very short uh, the one that actually initially the idea was for for the podcast, this one mm. storytelling for company yeah. that is absolutely crucial yeah. to when it comes to how to tell the story of your company in a one-liner. Yeah, so let's move on. I I can add to, to that part so much. Like I always remember, have you? Like we always work with our customers, especially like on so many levels. But the one thing that I can relate to what you're saying in regards to that work that needs to happen, so that everything seems like when you present it, it's so clear and so on point, right? Is that we, for example, spend a lot of time with them to craft the end of their presentations because I'm so sick of seeing and hearing presentations that end with something like, well, I think, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for like, when somebody says that, I'm like, kill that person. Like, come on. And kill me what too in the process as well. Please shoot me now. Yes. And yeah kill that person i mean and when we present hey just do a summary one sentence can summarize what you have said go with the call to action next like what do you want the audience to do and then tell them why they need to do that right and when you say that and when you give them an example afterwards hey so these are the tools these are the principles of design that we talked about today x and y now i want you to the next time you're building your presentation take what you learned today and apply it because if you do, your presentations will be way more effective, not just for now, but for the future. Thanks again. Have a great, uh, have a great conference or whatever. How complex? How complex? How how hard is that to pull this off? And yet, every single time when we start to work with Deloitte or with Microsoft, it seems like something that's that simple is not that that easy. You know, 
in order for you to write those three sentences, it takes time, right? It takes time. But when you do it for the audience, it just seems like you're so well prepared and you made it look so easy, right? It's just one of the best feelings out there. Anyway, company level. You said company yeah. level. I, I am right there with you. It's the difference between, you know, taking a knife that is not even sharp and trying to cut something and mm. you're just like, you know, eventually you get it done, but you're just mm. like dragging it. It's the first example what he gave, as opposed to taking a hot knife that goes through the butter as smooth, you know, and mm. as soon it's yeah. the second example that you gave when you have this like very clear, concise, you know, idea of the end that is smooth, seamless, and natural and professional. And that's yeah. why it's very important, but it takes a lot of work. And I'm very glad yeah. that you are stressing this point out, making it so important because unfortunately we still have so many bad presentations. Oh yeah. 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 Let's go to the comment because it will be two hours of uh, speaking exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, let's go for the company level storytelling. So what happens there? In here, it's very interesting that the one line storytelling part, it's on one hand, very hard to nail because you think, how do I put my company that is like, I don't know, for 10 years on the market to mm. be, you know, fitted in one liner. And on the other hand, when you have the formula, it's so damn easy that it's almost like striking you. How was that? I was not, you know, aware of this before. So mm. in very, very interesting way, it's how you explain your business in 30 seconds or, you know, like a minute or less than a minute in making it clear and interesting. That's, yeah. that's the premise of it that, that we go. Because both you and I, we work with so many, you know, brilliant businesses, and yet they are so bad at explaining what they do. They would ramble yeah. on and on until you, at the end, you are not even sure what this company is doing, or like they yeah. do so many things that you are even more confused than you started. So the formula is very easy. And we're going to go step by step. There are three main ideas to it. Okay. So first, you share in very simple terms, what is the problem that most people have in the business area that you, um, you are dealing with. Yeah. The next step, you offer a very simple solution. And the next one is what is the happy ending that the customer gets out of that? Okay. It is so that simple. And we're going to go through all three of this to, to see an, an example. And um, the one that actually, because uh, Zara was just in the, in the background, will take yeah. like a pet food company uh, just to, to explain it. So the first would be that following this, this formula, because all the time, for example, it's much more clear. Um, when you have a puppy, like you have Zara, so you care for her a lot, right? So yeah. as a pet owner, right? You think, what is the problem that a lot of people face in this? Pet owners are worried what are their pets really eating, right? Like okay. what is the nutrition that they're getting? That's, that's the problem, right? Yep. The second one is explain. So that would be the first, uh, the most people have this problem. So in this example is most pet owners are worried what are their pets really eating? The next yeah. one, offer a solution as a business that you cater to, to that idea. So yeah. we source our food from local trusted vendors. Yep. And this is one that addresses the very, very simple. So we are really stripping it down to the most simple way. So it's talking about some locally trusted vendors that where okay. you source your food from. And the third one is the result, which would be 
that ensures that your pet stays happy and healthy. So okay. let's take this in, in one. So if you are a pet um, um, company that sells nutrition for uh, animals, in this case for, for dogs, it will mm. be um, the way you talk about your business in a one-liner without, you know, and, and this way you strip all the unnecessary elements would be in this way for following this formula. Pet owners are worried, most pet owners are worried what are their pets really eating? Yep. We are so we are sourcing our food from local trusted vendors. Yep. So you are sure that your pet stays happy and healthy. Yeah. So in here, with this one liner, you are able to communicate directly to the problem that your ideal customer is facing. The second you give the very simple solution, and then later on, you will talk about all the nutritional benefits, all on and so forth. But how do you? Communicate that in a one powerful liner. And uh, that is the example that uh, came just from our uh, live interaction. But the example, for instance, uh, the um, uh, client that I was mentioning before, it was mm. uh, the investment fund that they are working, you know, with a lot of investment, a lot of um, things that are a little bit less known or a little bit less understood. So being this investment platform, I will pick yeah. from what we work with them. It was following the same exact formula that you can, of course, add to the more complex your business is. But most people keep hearing about stocks and see cryptocurrency rising in price. Okay. That's the first part, right? Yep. The second part is, so that was the problem that uh, people in their niche are facing. The second yep. one is present a super simple solution. Okay. So we created a fun, easy to understand platform with all investment stock and Christmasy information that you need. And okay. what is the and solution that people get, instead of rambling and getting confused by stock information, you are secured with every investment that you made. So this creates something that be it at a conference where you meet somebody and you have just like this coffee break where, oh, what do you do? What do you do? You don't have the time of going to all the details and jargon of the industry. Or mm -hmm. when somebody would become your customer, oh, wait a second. I actually, I keep hearing about this cryptocurrency and Bitcoin going up and down, you know, but I, I feel very confused about it. And the more you want these people as your clients, but this is something that they only heard uh, barely or keep hearing like these speculations or keep seeing, you know, this very miss, um, a lot of information that is a lot of jargon that they don't understand. And they would rather say, you know, I would rather be better stay away from it and keep my money safe, right? Mm. So you, by taking and eliminating all the jargon and following this very easy three-step formula are able to drag through it any single business from the most simple, from the most simple, as I said, uh, local store to a very complex financial system to explain what do you do so any regular customer can understand what you do and eventually become your customer. Mm. Problem, sim simple problem, simple explanation of the problem, simple, very straight to the point solution. And then how would you feel when you get the result? How would exactly, you? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let's say, yeah. what are the most people, when it comes to presentation, what is it that they are facing? What's their bigger? Let, let's think in terms of, of your business. Most people struggle with, what, what would you say? Uh, in my initial thought, and here we go again in regards to how simple, how complicated it is actually, because we mentioned the word simple twice already. 
and when it's simple it's actually hard <laughs> so yeah uh, so when um my initial thought when i said it but it doesn't work obviously is that most people that we work with struggle with their presentations right that is my initial thought however i'm not sure that that gives you the proper context what exactly are they struggling with so that we can define the problem right so right for everyone that's listening, we're brainstorming out loud. We haven't rehearsed, prepared. No. We haven't done anything like this. No, I'm just throwing it at you. Yeah. So, um, by the way, I'm very tired. So thank you for doing that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so most people struggle. Um, let me let me think about that. I would say that if we have to define this, I would say most people struggle with what it really takes to create, design, and deliver a truly effective presentation. Very good. I like it. And that, yeah. exactly, that's like, that's your starting point. Of course, like when it becomes your one-liner storytelling part, of course, it's something that you've rehearsed, looked, reworked hundreds mm. of times. At the first glance, this is very good that you said, right? Yeah. Let's see now then, what would be the simple solution? Uh, the simple solution is that, let's see here how we can move on from there let's brainstorm it again out loud i would say that we take care of all of those three aspects right the story the design and the delivery meaning how they prepare how they design it how it looks and how they deliver it so we take care of all of those three aspects for you um very good I yeah, love it. It, it may and work, but it could be better. I just feel that it could be better, but let's move on because we don't have all the time on the planet. Exactly. Work, the idea is just to go through the exercise, not to make it perfect on the first Okay, cut. Got it, got it, got it. Understood, understood. Exactly. And the end result, what would be? At the end, the end result is that our customers get out there. And so let me, let me try to phrase that correctly in one sentence. Um, the end result is that our customers receive a presentation that makes them feel confident in what they're presenting and know that they are going to achieve the goal that they are chasing. Very good. So you see, of course, given that, you know, like this, that's when I'm tired, you see, but you see (laughs) the, the beauty of a very simple formula is even if it's the first time you see and hear this formula, even mm. if you are that tired, you still get <laughs> a great result and make someone understand. Imagine yeah. what you can do with it when you really sit down and work on it. Yeah, so absolutely. we are discarding like these basic formulas and really look into finding these very complex formulas. And we have them. That's why I said like, I've had, you know, uh, workshops where it was a three hour workshop on working on a story, you know, of yeah. an entire company and whatnot. But this is not the essence of it. The essence is what you can tell me in one minute that even somebody that never heard of presentations or why are they even important, how they yeah. can even say, damn, I need this. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely something that I believe everyone can do for themselves, you know, for themselves when they have like a few hours to spend because having those both personal and company level stories let's start with the personal one right yeah you, everyone has to have that one right and as you said you can in, you can use that in so many places it's not just presenting it's just plain and simple communication right so um i think that everyone should spend some time thinking about hey how can i do the personal story for myself 
and try it, you know, like try and see how it goes. Because I promise you that as you can see, we are discussing this like five or 10 minutes for three simple sentences. Exactly. And we are very far away from coming up with those, with that story that should be one minute long. So that and that's not, that's not the point because exactly what you said, it yeah. is a very long process of actually working on it. And it's not the point, you know, of this one time, uh, one hour discussion yeah. to nail the perfect one. But I really wanted to show you actually through this on air exercise without you ever seeing it, how yep. powerful this one liner can become. And not only, but this can be um, something that will sell by yourself, your company, without you actually look coming across very pushy or very yep. you know, self-promoting. It's very easy. You dive into a very simple problem with a very easy solution with a great outcome that the customer actually needs that they yep. even didn't know that they might need. And that comes with the personal storytelling as well. Because a lot of people are thinking that this is a very high level only when you come to a C-level, let's say, you know, mm. um, position is when you need to start learning public speaking skills or storytelling skills and that is not true this yeah. is actually what is going to get you through the door into getting into those high level positions into those opportunities because when you have people that are equally qualified like you that have the same experience like you the only way for you to stand out yeah is to come up with a better story yeah that is absolutely right i mean everyone especially for the how can I say it? higher level positions and the most boutique companies and most interesting positions um, is constantly trying to figure out how to differentiate themselves so that they stand out from everyone else. Like I remember when Eva, um, I don't know if you know her, my girlfriend, when she was applying, now she works with us, obviously, but um, when she was applying for a very big company here in Bulgaria that later on became... Uh, they were purchased by another organization. So when she, but they were one of those, you know, sexy organizations to work for in Bulgaria. So when she was applying, she was like 21, you know, just 21. And she was applying for the HR, uh, for the HR role. It's not a senior director partner role, but still the HR, like not junior HR, but the HR role in that organization. And she was yeah. 21. You know, she had this, um this uh internship in nestle before that and i said hey in order for you to do that and bear in mind like this is seven or eight years ago you know like that is okay six or seven so six or seven years ago i, I told her if you want to even have a chance right to compare yeah. with the big girls big boys there which are probably 25 30 year olds 35 for that row you have to do something that no one else are is going to do right i mean there is no other way for me to put it right so what we ended up doing is we went outside again this is seven years ago not today seven years ago we went outside and we recorded a professional video for less than a minute why she believes why she thinks she's the best fit for that organization right seven years ago take that in mind so that one, by the way, got her through all of the interviews up until the latest, like the last interview. So she went through all of them just because of that video, you know, Fantastic. Because no one else who got interviewed sent this company a video that's less than a minute, where for one minute you have exactly what you need to say to grab their attention, keep it there, 
and kind of stick in their brains, you know, make a mark in their brains. So I completely agree with what you're saying that everyone has to think about how can they differentiate so that they get what they want to get, to be honest. Exactly. So first of all, when you mentioned Eva, I am deeply offended if you ask me if I know her. She's a superstar and we've met in Stockholm. So yes, oh, I know her. Cake. Yes, that and I am case. deeply offended that you even asked if I know her. Of course I know her and I yeah, love her. That is true. She's I remember. Amazing, amazing. And I'm very glad you shared this story because uh, she even actually uh, told me a little bit about that uh, story when we we met for dinner. Then would really? you as well? Yes, um, for the for the HR part. But I absolutely love it, and that comes to the idea uh, closing with the personal story of that client of mine. Um, mm-hmm. She got the job, even if it was something she never did it, in this VC fund that was just around investing only in AI technology startups. Mm. So it was something outside her of her interest, but because she came in with that really innovative way of grabbing the attention and through a storytelling loop format email, she grabbed the attention, she got the interview. Of course, it was important to have the skills, but when everybody else is on the same level, she got picked up because she was the one that was the memorable one, is the one that stays in their attention, either for the example that you gave of Eva's one minute, you know, powerful story, or the one that I mentioned, it's very, very important. And that's why, as a conclusion, what I would like everyone not to try, but to do. Because yeah. when you try, you put it for later and you forget it or you think it's not for you. To do. Yeah. One exercise for the personal story. Think of three things that you want people to know you as. Meaning three mm-hmm. qualificatives. Three things that you want yourself to be characterized. And think of three examples that show that. Not mm. tell that you are bold or that you are empathic or you are creative, but that show that quality of yours and strip them down and make them super short that the, when it comes to tell us about yourself, you are able in three sentences to tell about three quality of yours, not naming them, but only showing them for a clear example. So think mm. of this on a personal example and on the company side, work on the exercise of Describe your company in this very, very simple three steps formula and think of your story company in this way. First, most people struggle with and then describe the problem that the people in your niche, in your industry are struggle with. Mm. So that's the formula. Most people struggle with and describe the problem. So we created and then describe the solution in a very, very simple format. So you then can and describe the ideal result of them implementing the service or product of yours. And this is the super short, sweet idea that people can work with. And I'm super happy, even if somebody listening to the podcast would like to send me their three-story short line, the ones that characterize either their company or themselves, I'll be very happy for them to send me an email and I will be happy to give them feedback on that because this is a lot of work as you emphasize quite a few times. So I'll be happy to see and give them feedback because this is an important and crucial quality to have for both personal and business sides. Yeah. Where should they send that email to? I am glad you asked. So the email would be at hello. Yeah. at speech-architects.com. If yeah. we have some show notes, uh, we can include Whoa. the email in the show notes and I'll be more than happy. The funny yeah. thing is when somebody offers to help, I assure you 99% of the people are not going to send it. Yeah, I know. That is the funny thing. 
And then the 1% that's actually going to send it, it is the ones that are going to succeed no matter what comes their way, no matter if it's I, a fun global pandemic. Like that one, I so much agree with. It's, and I can tell you at least three stories exactly, exactly related to that, but yeah, the next time. The next- I so much agree with you, like so badly, yeah. Exactly. And that's how you do in a very short and sweet way, your personal and corporate or startup story in a way to create a powerful and meaningful memory and to stand out no matter Mm -hmm. how bad or how high the competition and the bar is for you. You You're always going to stand out when you work on this storytelling technique. Yeah. Verena, that was for an improv on our end. That was great. I mean... I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you jumped on it. And no matter how tired you are and overwhelmed by so many things that happens and are, are on your plate right now, you played along and I'm very happy that you joined yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Size. I mean, you know me, I don't care about that. I'm just saying it out loud just because of this for the sake of fun. Uh, I, I, to be honest, like if I was constantly trying to think of whether or not I'm tired at all, I don't know. And waiting for a moment when I'm not tired by something so that I do something else. <laughs> that is, I don't know when that's going to happen. Exactly. That's not going to happen anytime <laughs> really soon. Don't. Exactly. I exactly. really don't know. I get used to live this way <laughs> already, but it's so much <laughs> it's fun for me. your blood. <laughs> you know, because when you do what you like to do, I mean, I don't feel like anything. Like, it's not the same. Anyway, so uh, hello at speech. Hello at speech-architects.com. Obviously, Speech Architects is the company, the agency that you run. People should go and check it, and check it out. And obviously, your session that's coming up on the 16th of April, 17th of April at Present to Succeed. Again, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to people, hopefully more people sending you their three-liners or one-liner or stories. And yeah, I mean, thanks for shooting the email and making us both do that. It was super fun. And I really believe that it will be of great help to everyone who is going to listen to that at some point. Thanks for staying this one hour with me. And thanks for being the first guest that repeated. I mean, that's great. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I always love chatting with you. Everyone follow uh, Verinera, her work, what she's doing. Everything is linked in the show notes and in the blog post where you can find the episode. Obviously, uh, you can find her. I believe uh, she would agree with that, that you can also find her on LinkedIn. She's very active there. So we will link your uh, we will link your LinkedIn profile also uh, for that one. And for those of you who still don't know about Present to Succeed, it's presenttosucceed.com. This is, will be the biggest premium presentation skills event in the world has never ever happened before so take a look at it and for those of you who still don't know who we are and whose podcast you are listening to it's 356labs.com we are a presentation agency not 365 labs very near Uh, many people say it's 365 labs but it's not it's 356labs.com check us out on every platform like any platform our website any social media and see what we are doing thanks again for Um, joining us very near and thanks for everyone um, who listened to this one see you in the next one